everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever podcast. Um, Ghoul Girls is the name. Uh, I'm your host, Brittany, and this is my co-host, Jessica. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, this is our first podcast, um, so just bear with us. We're still new to all the mechanics and everything, but uh, we're setting up. Um, just wanted to give you guys a brief introduction to me and my lovely sister. She's my sister, guys. Ooh, sister, co-host, extraordinaire. I love these titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're um, hoping with this podcast we can kind of give you a little glimpse into uh, our favorite uh, paranormal hotspots for this first episode. Um, it's titled Local Lore. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Um, pretty much this episode, first episode is going to be about, we're just going to give you guys a background on, you know, the favorite local hotspots that we personally like. We live in Southern California. Nice and sunny and warm very warm it's extremely hot right now we're all sweating (laughs) oh my goodness i know but it's awesome and we're excited all these locations have pretty extraordinary paranormal shit going on so yeah a lot of crazy shit be happening on these places you know at first i was like oh we'll have to get into it i don't want to spoil it now (laughs) um but um we're gonna get started um do you want to go first jesse since you got Uh, all your papers and stuff together yeah i can go first i don't mind all right Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. So first hotspot I want to tell you about is the Cecil Hotel. So Cecil. 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 I say Cecil. She says Cecil. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So (laughs) more notoriously known for the Elisa Lam case. And for those of you who don't know, Elisa Lam is a student from Canada who went to the hotel and there's footage online of her in an elevator acting pretty bizarre. Very you know, creepy stuff. Don't yeah. watch it at night, guys. You'll be cursed. Cursed yeah. images. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, this video shows up of her online in this elevator, peeking out. It's almost like something's following her. Now, people have said it's part of, like, CIA testing for, like, drugs, that it's part of, like, some paranormal thing that she was possessed, demons were hunting her, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. But end of the story is she was found dead in a water tank on the roof after the people living at the hotel complained of the taste and the smell of the water so pretty. i would never be able to drink water from the tap ever again yeah so <laughs> i wouldn't do it i wouldn't be able to it, do it it kind of ruins it for us but yeah you know you're like oh what's that taste um death yeah <laughs> oh death. lord yeah so anyway the cecil hotel has been referred to as many names right now they actually are in the process of changing the image of the hotel now it's called the stay on main which is a rename, I guess kind of like a rebranding to get it away from that horrible, horrible past. And it didn't just start with Elisa Lamb. So it's been referred to as a vortex of evil. Like that's how crazy this place is. Oh, it sounds great. And it's kinda of spooky. It's pretty spooky, right? So it's insane all of the stuff that goes on and I even figured out a few crazy things. So besides the Elisa Lamb case, it's also been connected to the murderer, also known as the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, who murdered and raped horrible, horrible things, you know? And he actually stayed at the Cecil Hotel while he was doing this. Which is, it's it's nuts, right? That's kind of creepy. Like, now that I think about it, like, 
all these places in California we have, or in LA locally around us, well, there's a lot of like uh, serial killers. And you don't think about it at the time. I passed by the Cecil Hotel. I work in um, towards downtown LA. I go to the little flea markets down there, and like I passed it before, but it never occurred to me, yo, murder happened there, and death, and a lot of like darkness really surrounds it because it looks like a really beautiful hotel from the outside. The lobby is beautiful, guys. I mean, I would not recommend checking it out. Yeah, it's it's, it's historic. And we're going to get into the history a little later, but Cecil Hotel, the location is actually on Skid Row. So you have not just like homeless, but also Skid Row is known for the hospitals in Los Angeles dropping off psychiatric patients, you know, because once you go to the hospital and you're an adult, once you're discharged, doesn't matter, three, four or five in the morning, they'll just dump you on the street. So it's like a dumping ground for all of these psychiatric patients and maybe even serial killers. Like, if you're going to murder someone, you're going to look for, you know, people who are unknown. Unfortunately, that happens to be a lot of people on Skid Row. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Um, but go ahead with your Cecil. I'm very actually really interested to learn more about this one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy. I mean, the list goes on. And also, another thing is um jack and i'm gonna butcher his last name i think it's utter Uyghur. he was utter Uyghur. utter Uyghur, right he was a strange <laughs> a strangler that murdered three prostitutes during his stay at the hotel holy crap i did not know about that i knew about the, the other guy but i didn't know about this one yeah so Richard Ramirez, that's crazy and like i said Cecil <coughs> hotel at the time wasn't really attracting like a five-star guest you know a lot of a lot of, you know, sex workers and unfortunately... Prostitution. Yeah, prostitution and stuff. And unfortunately, they're not really protected. So when they take on these clients, you know, sometimes it ends, like, at the hands of a guy like Jack. Bloody. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't joke about that. I'm sorry, guys. But there have been other conspiracies about this hotel, right? So we know... I love conspiracies. My favorite. You're going to want to hear this. I live for that shit. (laughs) Go, go for it. You're going to want to hear this. So another conspiracy about this hotel just being a full force of evil is Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. So in 1947, they're saying that the Black Dahlia frequently stayed here at the hotel. So before it was what it was during the time of like Richard Ramirez and Jack Utterweger, it was actually a pretty decent hotel. I mean, celebrities stayed there. Elizabeth Short visited quite frequently before the time of her death. So they're saying people who stay there meet untimely ends. Yeah, it's crazy. And it kind of gets darker. So I don't darker. know. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles isn't the only location. Oh. Yeah. So it actually started as the Cecil Hotel in London that was built in 1886. And it was demolished in 1930. So before there was a Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, overseas in London is where it got its start. And... At that time, you know, that was the rise of, like, the Freemasons and also, you know, a bit of Satanism. and yeah, occultism and stuff. Occultism, right. And our friend, Aleister Crowley. Oh, that guy is a, he's a fucking bad, he's a, he's a bad person, but he's pretty badass. If you guys have a chance to read up on him, 
he's probably one of my favorite uh occultists <laughs> occultists if i could pick a favorite is definitely alistair crowley he influenced a lot of uh amazing artists you know he's just uh he's a fucking badass yeah and you know what we might even we could do a whole episode on crowley himself but yeah but we're not going to because yeah that's a lot of <laughs> but we're, we're planning on doing an episode about the modern day occult and he is part of an occult, so he's a big influence. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> going into it, he actually stayed and has ties to the Cecil Hotel in London. So at that time, because of its reputation in London, it was a meeting place for the Freemasons and various occultists. It is even rumored that they've had satanic rituals, and it became a meeting place at that very hotel. Oh, yeah, and so when it was demolished in 1930, you know, maybe... This is the one in London, right? In London, England? yeah, London. Okay. So demolished in 1930, and just 17 late years later, Elizabeth Short had her stay there. And then in 1980s, people like Richard Ramirez and Jack Utterweger, kind of a part of that brutal history it now has. It kind of has, it kind of seems like kind of like a vortex of evil. Like it draws in malicious... Uh, malicious malicious people maybe that's what it's yeah kind of- so there have been countless completed suicides violent crimes and i don't know if you know this but there have been over 16 tragic deaths and suicides at oh, wow. the i'm sorry i don't know if you hear a car alarm going off yeah in the background. i didn't hear that all right sorry it's okay about that, guys. it's okay we don't, we don't have money for a big big wig studio yet <laughs> i know maybe it's the ghosties bumping into a car it's okay. Yeah. We can edit that part out. Don't worry. We'll edit that part out. Or we'll leave it in for the suspense. Ooh. Spooky. Ghost car, guys. That's a ghost car okay, right ghost there. Ghost car left. So myself. I'm going to go back into it. Get Go for it. Okay. So I've got some interesting stories for you. So 16 murders, suicide, violent crimes. But I'm going to start with just a few of them. So in around the time that the Cecil Hotel was starting up about 1931. There was its first suicide. So it was a 46-year-old man who was found dead in his room after ingesting poison. Oh, wow. And that was one of, one of the most earliest suicides known at the hotel. The next year, a maid found a man named Benjamin Dodditch, 25 years old, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Holy and crap. he didn't leave a suicide note. And that was those are just a couple months apart. Okay. Following that, two years later, in 1934, an Army Medical Corps sergeant at the age of 53 was found dead in his hotel room. He had slashed his his throat with a razor. He left behind a few notes, but, you know, most of the reason that they think he committed suicide was because of his poor health. You know, 53 years old in 1934, you're kind of a veteran at that point, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to get into some grueler suicide so sorry for like the explicit nature but yes this, this is just probably not intended for young children so yeah we got to put it an age limit on this or something <laughs> that's true but Trying to refrain from penis jokes lately so <laughs> <laughs> but here's another one that i just couldn't stop thinking about so in 1937 there's this woman her name was grace e margo margo sorry 
she actually fell from a nine-story window. So for those of you who don't know, Cecil Hotel goes up, I think it's like 14 floors or something like that. It's a pretty tall building. You know, LA, we're known for like our our skyscrapers, our high-rises and stuff. But she jumped from a nine-story window, and her fall was actually broken by telephone wires. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she didn't even hit the pavement. She got wrapped in telephone wires all around her body. And the crazy thing is Damn. that, you know, from falling into those telephone wires, she actually later died at the hospital. She, so she wasn't oh. dead on impact. Did she get, like, electrocuted? You know, I don't know, but I can imagine, right, a telephone wire. Like, if you're not hitting the concrete, something else is happening there, you know? That's kind of scary. Yeah. But you know what? They weren't sure if it was a suicide or an accident. So that one I thought was... Oh, you know, she could have been murdered? Murdered? We don't know. Maybe she was pushed. Maybe she... A fucking ghost knocked her over. Or it was a suicide. But I'm sorry. I'm trying to, like, kick my cat out of here because I'm <laughs> trying to... He wants to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's, he's a crazy person. Okay. Yeah. And a couple, a couple more suicides noted at the Cecil Hotel. It seems like in the earlier days, the most popular form of suicide was actually by ingesting poison. Oh, okay. You would think that it would be jumping, you know, from the building and stuff. I had heard a couple of suicides um, had ended, the people had ended their lives by jumping out the window. I hadn't heard really a lot of poison ones. Go continue. I'm actually eager to learn about this one. <laughs> yeah. So another crazy one that I thought was worth sharing was in September of 1944. So there was this woman, her name was Dorothy Jean Purcell, and she was 19 years old. And she was sharing the room with another guy. He was like a shoe salesman. His name was Ben Levine, and he was about 38. So Any I relation guess, to uh, Avril Levine? Um, you know, I gotta Probably look, not. <laughs> gotta look into that one. But okay. um, <laughs> Purcell actually didn't know she was pregnant at the time. Oh, wow. And yeah, she didn't know she was pregnant at the time, and she went into labor at the hotel. So what the report says is that she went into labor and she didn't want to wake the guy that she was sharing the room with. So she actually went into the bathroom and gave birth to her own baby in the bathroom. And she wasn't thinking, I don't know what was going through her head, but in her own words, she thought the baby was dead when she'd given birth to it. I guess sometimes when babies are born, they're quiet and they don't cry. So she thought the baby was dead. So Purcell went to the window and threw him out. Are you serious? She threw out her newborn baby, only minutes old. But here's oh the crazy God. thing. She actually threw him so hard that he landed on the roof of an adjacent building. What? So he didn't even hit the floor. She threw him so hard he hit a building. And, you know, the baby didn't make it. And she ended up being charged with murder. And they testified. They said she was just mentally confused. And she was found... Yeah, I know, right? And she was found not guilty due to reason of insanity. So That's crazy. Yeah, didn't mean to bring you down, but that was actually pretty gruesome. And it, it shows, like, when people say this hotel evil stuff happens here, I mean, the history shows it, you know? That's freaking crazy. That's so sad. If you guys ever have any doubts, remember fire stations are open and they no questions asked. You could drop your baby off there. Don't do it on a on top of a adjacent building. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. I would hate to be walking around and then all of a sudden I get slapped in the face by a baby. Just saying. Yeah, it's 
pretty intense stuff. Um, going into Tennis. another one. You know, let's keep Go rolling here. We're on a roll here. Sad so, depression. I know, right? <laughs> so another case is December 20th, 1975. An unidentified woman, they don't know her name. I guess she signed into the hotel under, like, a fake alias. You know, sometimes, like, how celebrities do. Spy. Yeah. She's a spy. Well, (laughs) in December 20th, 1975, this unidentified woman actually jumped from the 12th floor window onto the Cecil Hotel's second floor roof. So the building's kind of staggered. She didn't even hit the floor. So that's about, what, 12-story drop? And she had actually registered at the hotel December 16th. So this was premeditated, 16, 17, 18, 18, 20. She stayed there for a couple days before she finally decided to end her life. Wow. And actually, believe it or not, the Elisa Lamb case isn't the most recent death at the Cecil Hotel. So there was a death after hers. So on June 13th, 2015, the body of a 28-year-old male was found outside of the building. So some people think he might have tried to commit suicide by jumping from the hotel. But, you know, of course, trying not to get that image of a spooky haunted hotel where shitty shit happens, the coroner actually didn't list the cause of death. So they're not saying it was a suicide. I think maybe a conspiracy from the hotel trying to clear itself of that image that it had all of the years before of being a notable place for suicides. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean... The Black Dolly was seen at the hotel's bar only a few days before she was murdered. Oh, shit. That's, that's, a, that's a trip right there. Yeah. So a lot of people have stayed at the hotel just to see if they can catch like these experiences. Um, things like the smell of death down the halls, which also could be because it's a pretty crappy hotel. But they say that um, ghosts like to mess with your senses. So people have smelled death. They've heard screams. They've seen apparitions, crazy stuff. It's pretty intense. And I mean, hey, if you want to get a crazy night, the Cecil Hotel has reopened now as the um, stay on Main. So it's open. People can book hotels. I mean, you can check out their Yelp reviews, you know? Oh, yeah. I always trust the Yelp reviews um, <laughs> whenever you're going to any haunted location. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta look them up, see if it's worth mm-hmm. it. But yeah, what do you think? Um, you know what? Discussion time. I kind of have like a theory when it comes to like the Cecil Hotel. Um, I think that that place is probably doggone cursed. I think yeah. that that's probably it. Probably is a is a like a vortex maybe, or maybe it's just something that has a certain type of energy that draws in those kind of negative energy, or you know, it kind of makes you feel you know, a little depressed. Um, and I mean, if you're tied to Aleister Crowley, I mean, bad news bears, you know, something's, something's just not right. I like that. Bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just randomly throwing things for my cat to get him away from my computer. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Just like all the murders, all the murders that actually stayed there. It's kind of like a, like a nesting ground for them. You could say, it's it's a really big trip. It's uh, uh. would I ever stay there? I'm not sure. Um, I don't I don't even know anyone who has stayed there. 
um, listeners, guys, if you guys ever go to the Cecil Hotel or the, what is it called now? The Main. The Stay, Stay on, on Main. Yeah. If you guys, if we have any uh, listeners that want to give us some ghost stories, you know, let us know. I'm always down to hear them. I would love to know. How are the ghosts? How's the room service? Do you guys feel a little... A little, a little freaked uh, out when you go there? Out. <laughs> a little spooky? A little spookadook? Spookadook? <laughs> oh, man. you have anything else for us for the, the Cecil Hotel, Jess? Um, you know what? The list goes on and on. I mean, there's so many conspiracies out there. But that was just, like, a general glimpse of yeah, what's... So. <laughs> what's there but hey i think you have something you want to talk yeah. about right well before anything um if we have any socal residents um be sure to check out the cecil hotel sounds pretty spooky um all right so cecil hotel there you guys go um what i chose for my uh local lore so uh you mean me and jessica we are sisters um we also have a twin she has a twin sister my she's a twin um, so one of the places that I have always been really, really interested in since we were kids, um, we would go over to our father's house on the weekend and we would drive across this bridge and it was just always there. It was one of the main, one of the things that I was just always drawn to. I loved driving on it. We would beg our mom and dad to take us through the freaking the freaking Colorado Street Bridge, guys. Um, I mean, and it's not just like it was like this regular bridge. I mean, it had these beautiful lampposts. Yeah, it went the so architecture, long. The architecture was so beautiful. Um, the bridge was actually built in 1912. Um, I believe it was three or 400 and 1,486 feet high and the height with a height of 150 feet high. Hot damn. Um, yeah, it was it's a really tall bridge. We actually uh, went went there. Um, I'll give Ooh. you. We'll give you a little uh, field trip. Check out our Instagram for a little yeah, our little spooky pictures we took. Yeah, it's it was pretty creepy. Um, but well, I'll tell you about that later. So, um, the Colorado Street Bridge was born in uh, nineteen thirteen. It was born. Um, it was born. <laughs> it was because oh, well, I always give the world things, had like, connotations. Look, I always give things little connotations. Like I say that my car was born in two thousand. Because the 2000 Honda, so I say it was born in 2000. Can't, okay, can't, don't judge me. That's that's cute. Keep, keep going. That's cute. off the I topic. Like it. it was built. Okay, but the bridge actually opened on um, December 13th, 1913. Um, one of the first um, reported deaths that they actually uh, it actually had was from a construction worker who was working on the bridge at the time. Um, what had happened was he had um, fallen from one of the um, fixtures. And he fell, and he landed in um, drying concrete. Um, by the time he, you know, he hit the floor, you know, he's obviously had That's died. That's crazy. And his, by the time they were able to get off the bridge and go down, his body had already sunk into the concrete. Supposedly, his body is still somewhere underneath, you know, the concrete of the bridge. I mean, can you imagine? Like, your last... You don't even get to see the bridge be finished. You just, you know... It's just it's really like, sad. even um, his coworkers like having to try to race down there before he like, yeah, and it's a high bridge. It slips you know, we've, into we've the cement. Through, yeah, we've walked through the bridge, and it's a long drop, you know. And he just slowly uh, sunk um, into the cement. Yeah, sunk into the cement. Um, it was pretty sad. It was very scary. Um, another, there were in the uh, in the Great Depression was one of the major. Uh, things that this bridge has seen um so 
after the construction work died, they concluded the, they concluded the bridge, finished in December 13th. Um, after that, there was a string of uh, multiple suicides. Um, they said there was something about the bridge that just um, a lot of the people who actually jumped off the bridge um, were actually um, young women were the number one targeted people that would jump off um, or commit wow. suicide there. Um, they said between the ages of 20 to like 28. So it was between their mid-20s. Um, one of the cases that I thought was really, it was really sad, but I mean, it wasn't, it had a good, had a happy ending uh, somewhat. Um, it was a mother and her child. Um, the mom, um, she was actually married to a struggling musician and uh, he actually had ran out on the family and um, so she had taken her, I believe she was a uh, I think she was maybe like four years old i think i read she was four um she's taken her daughter and she actually jumped off the bridge um and what had happened was um as she jumped off the bridge she threw the daughter first she and then she f- shortly followed um the daughter luckily had hit a bunch of branches as she fell to the floor oh my gosh and she um they saw her they saw her throw the baby off and you know they had already ran down to like um, people on the bridge actually ran down. It was a couple had ran down to, you know, see if they could find the baby, you know, see if they could help her in any way. Anyway, and um, they reported that the baby had landed eight feet from her mom. And um, she ended up surviving. The daughter ended up surviving. The mom ended up um, actually passing away at the hospital. Um, and that was one of the ones that really touched me because I was like, you know, can you imagine, like... Oh, my God. You know, and supposedly she actually lives, I believe, in... Um, Oh, the baby lived? Yeah, the baby lived. Oh, um, she actually grew up. Um, she became a teacher in one of the... Uh, I think it was... Was it Northridge? I don't remember. Oh, local. Uh, yeah, she's local. She still lives around the area. I'm like, I can't imagine, you know. Does she, like, remember what happened? Um, she says she doesn't remember anything. She actually became a teacher. A teacher okay. and a guidance counselor. But she says she doesn't remember anything. It doesn't bother her. But, um, you know. Good. She said her, I mean, I would hate her. to remember my mom throwing me off a bridge. I know. Hey, mom, God. do you remember that one time? You remember that one time you threw me off a bridge? Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. I'm, so the, I'm the so glad she's actually, okay. Yeah, I am, too. Um, she actually said that her dad um, went through a really uh, deep depression about it. Um, since he was a musician, felt really guilty over it. So, that was, that was one of the stories that I found was pretty interesting sorry my cat is like playing with my fingers right now give me a second (laughs) no problem man you know what our story has something in common we both have moms throwing their babies yeah that was like a trend back then or something probably i feel bad i was like oh my god um so (laughs) um it was just a lot of i mean it actually aside from it being connected to a lot of deaths the bridge actually was is a really good filming location um they filmed a bunch of movies. They filmed a TV series, Emergency. They filmed an episode of Full House. Um, you know, they used it as a depiction of the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, it had a season in The Amazing Race. Like, it, although it was surrounded by death, they said there had been, during the Great Depression, they said there had been over, like, 100 to 200 reported jumps from the bridge. That's nice. Which, I'm like, that's insane i mean it's it's pretty insane um i can't imagine it's that people it would be like every couple of days someone would be trying to jump off of it um but aside from that i mean it was oh what was that 
That was my knee bumping into my table. Oh, sorry, guys. You, <laughs> you made me, me jump a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, but aside from that, like, uh, like, it did. It was connected to a lot of death. Um, I mean, if you have so many sad, so much sadness from an era, you know, the people who did jump off, they were obviously sad, depressed. I mean, that where does all that? energy and all those feelings go you know a lot of people came here to end their life and unfortunately they did um so that was something that i like driving as a little kid we didn't know was the suicide bridge we just thought it was this beautiful we were you know, so innocent uh, yeah we were so innocent you know we'd see this beautiful bridge and think um oh you know let's drive over it you know it kind of like a kind of reminded me of like a cinderella castle like you're driving on that bridge to go to see you know yeah i mean it's a pretty uh, bridge pretty pretty gruesome history but to know that so many people had jumped from it so many people had taken their lives it just it blows my mind um another uh kind of sad but like it was i didn't even know this i found out when i was doing my research um in October 27th, 2015, a little recent, um, a British-American model, um, he was a reality TV star, his name was San Porgon, Um, I don't know if you know who he is, he was actually in um, a couple of movies, he was in uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing, um, Keeping Up with the Steins, Anchor Baby, he actually was a host on uh, MTV's Your Mama, (laughs) and he was also... um, one of the first ever black male models um, for uh, the designer Tommy Hilfiger. And he was like the face of that brand for six years. And he had actually jumped off that bridge and had taken his own life. Um, he was also, you know, suffering from uh, depression. And um, he actually jumped and took his life. Yeah. Mental illness, the silent killer. Yeah. It's, you know, it was really, it's just, I didn't even know it was one of the most recent ones. Um, actually, in uh, I believe it was in 2016, they finally actually built um, a fence to kind of deter people from jumping off the bridge. I mean, they said it was like every every couple every month there would be a a new suicide, a new body they're picking up off the floor. So they finally had decided to put um, a kind of like a Oh, it was like a metal fence, like a suicide people. deterrent to like keep yeah, people um, away. Yeah, they actually uh, at the end of the um, bridge on the I think it was like east side. Um, they actually put a sign to kind of deter people from um, jumping off. Oh my gosh, that's um, so sad. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, so let's get into the ghost. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Um, different ghosts that had actually been reported being seen on the suicide bridge. Um, there's actually a man, um, that they reported and he had thick rimmed glasses and he looked between the era of like the 1950s. Um, and they say that they would see him walking behind people. Um, they had actually, there had actually read a report of them seeing him on the opposite side of the bridge, like outside of the bridge. Oh, hell you know? no. <laughs> um, they also reported, um, underneath the bridge, they would see, uh, shadows of people walking underneath the bridge, um, they would see phantom people falling, and they go down to investigate. There's no bodies, um, screams, people talking when the bridge is empty, aside from the people that are on it. Um, 
you would hear footsteps behind you. Um, I had read one where this uh, guy was in a car and he swears that he had seen a young woman on the edge of the bridge, you know, and he really thought he was going to jump. So he went, busted you, didn't see her, assumed that she had jumped, drove to the bottom and he reported that he didn't see nothing like it was clear, but he said that he could feel like a chill like it was goosebumps on his neck on the, his neck and his arms i thought that was really interesting that's crazy um, yeah another um ghost that's commonly seen is a woman wearing a white robe um that was one that a lot of people have actually reported seeing um woman in and, white uh, yeah woman in white those are always scary um they have actually given her the name um myrtle Okay. Yeah, that's the name that they they called her Myrtle. Um, it was it's it's pretty crazy. Um, one of the things that people kind of believe that kind of makes people want to jump is um though the one that I had told you about the the worker who actually fell. Um, they believe that he's actually the one who calls out to distressed um people, distressed individuals, kind of urging them and giving them a little push to jump. Um, Whether that's true or not, I am not sure. Wow, he's kind of bitter about being stuck in the cement. Yeah, you know, it was just... uh, It's just that... That that feeling, you know, that they said that that was one of the things that they would feel, that they would feel like he would be calling for them to kind of take their own life. Um, Mainly targeted between... About women between the ages of like... 20 28 or something like that um which is always scary because i'm actually 25 my sister's 20 and we do not want no not at (laughs) all don't be a dick don't tell me to jump yeah you know um a lot of people have actually reported um having evp sessions and i've actually listened to some of the evps um oh god those are always fun i love evp sessions on haunted locations (laughs) chilling um they've had cotton evps of growling um whispering um a lot of screams um they've actually it's recommended to not play the ouija board on the bridge that's probably something we are going to do we're gonna ouija it up on the bridge jesse uh yeah let's do it (laughs) i'm down (laughs) for a spooky time (laughs) we're down for a spooky time but yeah um so that's the pastina suicide bridge um another thing that i felt that I actually found on doing my research, which is kind of weird because it connects in a little bit into my sister's story. Um, when I was doing my research on the suicide bridge of Pasadena, um, I actually came across two other locations that they call the kind of like a Bermuda Triangle um, that are connected to the suicide bridge, which would be the Arroyo Sec. Um, it's called the Devil's the Devil's Gate Dam. That's in that forest, right? Yeah, in the Chanted Forest um, and the Cobb Estate. Those three locations are, they said, are connected to the Suicide Bridge. Um, They call them, like, the the three or whatever, um, just because they all have paranormal activity. And they're all locally in the same area, which, like, kind of tripped me out um, because my sister was talking about Aleister Crowley. Um, There had actually been reports of Aleister Crowley at the Devil's Gate, dam where he would actually do occult rituals as well whether that's more fact or fiction not really sure i couldn't find any concrete evidence about it but i did read it in a bunch of articles i had found oh my gosh um, can you imagine just, yeah it's a trip like two stories connected through 
But an occultist. For, for sure, the enchanted forest has like some occultist activity. Yeah. Well, um, another one that I had read. Um, if you guys have ever heard of the Cobb, Cobb Estate, which is also in the forest as well, that one is a little bit more scarier. Um, there had been um, it had been a nunnery um, back in the day, and uh, what had happened was um, this man had actually broke into the nunnery and kidnapped a nun brutally beat her raped her and hung her from a tree and left her body there um there have been reports of uh people jogging through the the paths and they had reported seeing a body hanging in the tree and upon investigation nothing there i would have ran the other way i would have not went up to the i probably would have honestly i'm gonna be honest with you (laughs) i love that spooky shit um another thing it was actually a home to a lot of uh uh, gang initiations and a lot of uh, executions um um they would take different you know gang members and stuff like that and they would actually execute them on the stairs of the Cobb estate um, which is also really really sad um people would also report um seeing men um hunched over in a like um on their knees in a position as if they were about to be executed in an execution stance um, which is, it blows my mind, you know, that's like Imagine seeing an yeah. execution style sitting ghost. Oh my oh, goodness. I don't even want to see a ghost, period. I am, I love spooky shit and I always say I want to see ghosts, but in reality, I think if I came face to face to face with one, like an actual entity, I would probably start peeing and pooping my pants and crying. <laughs> <laughs> but I we're still in them. Him. I would be like, later bitch. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> got time for that. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, so that was, like, I thought that was really interesting. They said it was um, connected kind of to the to the Pasadena Suicide Bridge just because they're both in the three top locations in that area. Then they all had seen some sort of, uh, some sort of darkness. Um, a little thing that I forgot, I'm going to rewind it back to the Suicide Bridge. Um, we actually went, me and Jessica and um, our twin sister, her, her twin sister, Emily, which is also my sister, I love them both. We actually took a little trip before we recorded our podcast to the Suicide Bridge. Field trip. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a very beautiful bridge. I would recommend it. Um, we went at night. It was about 10 o'clock. Um, Which is kind on, of like the best time to go, right? Yeah, it was the best time. We didn't take, it wasn't like a ghost and we were investigating. We just kind of wanted to get a feel for it. Um, we had driven over the bridge. We never actually walked the bridge. You know, it was our first real like, experience to actually walk it um as we were taking pictures um there is different uh kind of like graffiti of uh people had actually wrote um there were a couple of it's hard to say but there was a couple of uh graffiti um writings on the railing for the bridge um there was one that said i jumped here um i believe if it was 7 19 2016 um we actually took pictures. Um, there was another further on, maybe a cu- couple feet away, another one saying that they also jumped. Um, so those, whether there's truth, someone really did jump and write those. You know, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be able to tell you, but it does give you a little chill down your spine. And you know? it's also a crazy thing to note is that what was written, the I jumped that was written, was actually written behind the suicide deterrent fence. So for you guys, when you go to the bridge... You can't actually touch the um, original structure because there's a gate, a high, I think it's like an 11 foot 
gate that's supposed to keep people from jumping over. So this was actually written there before the gate was installed. Yeah, or they had jumped over the gate and jumped like that. I mean, it's a very it's a very interesting interesting to see. I mean, it's it's really intense. I would recommend it. Um, it's a little creepy. Makes you guys stay safe. Um, there were people walking around. But in the end, you know, you just always want to stay safe when you go to these kind of areas. Um, yeah, and underneath the bridge is actually pretty isolated. I mean, there's houses down there, but you're right next to that forest that runs underneath. And I don't know if you remember, but when we were walking down, we kind of, we, I mean, we were probably psyching ourselves out, but I thought I heard people walking behind us when there was no I, one there. We did, actually. Um, at one point, um, there was uh, some kind of glass, I guess, on the on the bridge and we were walking it and i had been walking i was walking with my sister her dog and my other sister and then me and we would walk over the glass and then you know we'd still be walking and then we would hear someone walking on the glass behind us turn around there's no one there whether we were psyching ourselves out i don't know um it did send a little chill down my spine um so it was really creepy. It was really creepy. Yeah, we uh. went at like what ten thirty at night. You know, there was 10, like a few 11. couples there taking pictures, and then maybe the occasional car. But other than that, pretty quiet, pretty isolated. Um, underneath the bridge is super creepy. Um, we went down there, and I wanted to leave. It was so down the back roads. We saw like coyotes down there. Yeah, I saw coyotes. <laughs> Don't take dogs if you're gonna be there. It was pretty creepy. It was really. Really creepy. Um, but, I'm actually looking forward to going to the Cecil Hotel as well. Maybe I know. Once it's open. Field trip. Um, we're actually planning on doing some kind of like local hotspots. Maybe we'll do another episode later on in the season with our two other favorite hotspots. And maybe we'll even stay there. Maybe the Queen Mary. I don't know. We're, we still got to decide. Um, I'm open to it. Let's get yeah. scared. Let's, let's meet let's some demons, spooky. you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, but pretty much um, that was what our local lore is. Um, the, our personal favorites that we actually enjoyed, um, we actually went to. It was really fun. Um, hopefully, we can go back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right, guys. So I think that concludes it. We don't want to keep talking your guys' ear off. We're almost at a... a f- well, almost 45 minutes but you know, you know what thank you guys for tuning in thank you for listening to our first episode of ghoul girls a paranormal podcast yeah be sure to follow us on instagram uh, we also have a facebook page up and twitter um our handle is ghoul girls here so if you guys have any stories any kind of paranormal experiences we love to hear them um you can go ahead and send us a dm on our instagram um send us a little tweet if you guys have anything that you guys want to talk about or you um, can send us an email at googlesherea at gmail.com oh yeah i love our email send us your start. stories your experiences like stuff we can yeah. talk about on the podcast yeah, we're always looking to hear new voices um, or familiar voices. Any friends, family out there as well. We don't mind. <laughs> All right. But um, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for right. everything. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Catch you next time. See ya.